everyone. This is the Agency Rocket Show, and I'm Liz Hunt. I'm Chelsea Poppins. And this is the show where we talk about everything there is around the chaos of running a creative agency. And today we're going to talk about freelancers versus agencies, pros and cons of working with either, depending on what other variables you have going as a client. Well, from a client perspective, then let's say you have a brand project because that's kind of the easiest one. What would be the pros and cons of hiring an agency versus a freelancer? I think it depends on a lot of different variables. Uh like where you're at as a business, a lot of startup businesses or small startup businesses don't have a, a huge budget. It also depends on timeline, how fast you need something. If you're looking for like a, a business launch at a certain date and the timeline is crunched, you'll probably have a more expedited timeline if you're working with a freelancer because it's just them. You're not working with multiple parties. I think it also depends on, I guess, like not the quality, but some sometimes like i i think not saying freelancers aren't quality work but i think when you have multiple experts yeah. in in that conversation and building your brand you're going to have a much more polished experience and look up sure. with it sure so. perhaps what you're saying is <clears throat> um are you mansplaining <laughs> uh, no because i am not a man chelsea I am, how about this? Yes, and with a freelancer, oftentimes what you'll get is a single perspective is kind of what you're saying. Is is that kind of right? Yeah. Because I know like whenever we build out a brand as an agency, we build out not just a logo and a color palette and a typeface. We don't just build out the visual piece of a brand. We include um, brand messaging and we include taglines and we'll include a website and we'll include, we have like a whole dossier of discovery notes and brand positioning or brand archetype and all these things that get added and included Because we're an agency and we have copywriters and we have brand strategists and we have a creative director and we have, we just have a more comprehensive group of people and um, expertise on our, we just literally, it's just, we have a team, (laughs) you know, we just have a team of people working on something on a project rather than a singular person working on something. So the output is going to be much larger versus a singular designer will often, not always, but often what you will gain, the outcome will be much larger. I love how you said different perspectives because like, I think it is super important to have different perspectives and to, as a creative to be able to bounce ideas around. We've had designers in the past be like, I love collaborating with you Liz as like the creative director because then or like anybody even like another junior designer or something like just like multiple minds bouncing around ideas around naming um, yeah different names we've had like our whole team get together just to like figure out a name for a business because like obviously we're trying to stretch 
our scope of what we can think and perceive and come up yeah. concept. And then we're trying to shrink it in down into what fits best with the client and the business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think like the, the, the perspectives is huge mm-hmm. um, or when we're in that ideating, um, like, and no matter what phase it is, I think that's what weighs the most when, like, when I think about like what we offer as day cloud and when people come to us, I was like, like, we're not just like slapping a name, slapping yeah. some design together. You're, you're getting like a team of like experts who have been in this like industry and have lived in this for so long and they're, they're handling your brand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I've been a freelancer before, before running day cloud, you know, like I know that there's a lot of value in, um, the work that freelancers can offer and do. It's just a different type of value and a different type of work and like, just like a different outcome that they can produce. Right. And so like when it comes to a freelancer doing the branding, like you mentioned earlier, Chelsea, a lot of times they can um, do things faster because it doesn't have to go through so many layers of people and so many experts, <laughs> you know, and so many people on a team. So they can a lot of times get things done quicker. And also, <clears throat> a lot of times they are really great for startup tech businesses because, um, when it comes to agencies, we carry a lot of costs. And so there's a lot of overhead. And a lot of times our um, economics just don't align when it comes to um, like a startup business or Mm -hmm. a small business or something like that. And um, there might be a better match for a smaller business or for a startup, you Mm -hmm. know, when it comes to like working with a freelancer. Yeah. For something like that our price point has to be so much higher because we gotta, we gotta keep people pay the bills and keep the lights on and and those startups. It's not necessarily, I mean, I find with a lot of my friends who are starting up a business and they just need a brand. It's not, it's not necessarily about like having a high quality um, product or Mm -hmm. brand logo. It's about just having, having (laughs) a logo or having, having a website or just like having a presence. And, and especially with people like, I mean, obviously there's levels to start up. Some people are, have a great business idea and they have the funding, they have investors, yeah. they have that backing sure. um, or grants or things like that. So they can pay high do- top dollar for agencies because I mean, they're expecting a large return on their investment for that. Yeah. But as for like small startup businesses, freelancers are a perfect match, like you said, for the economics of where they're at. That sort of brings up an interesting point that I have discovered over the years about clients. Some people just innately value design and value what we do. And some people just don't. Some people are like, you cost what? (laughs) (laughs) And some people are like, it's, yeah, I understand the value of what it is that you do. A lot of times it feels like when you're freelancing, you will run into more often than not people who are like, how much does that cost? Because they, for some reason, when you're kind of a one man show or one woman show, like I was, it's like people expect you to not be very expensive or just like they, they think that the value of your services 
is not what it is. <laughs> They're like, it costs how much for you to do my logo? I thought it would be like 200 bucks, you know? And so that is, that is definitely, I would say a con of, um, being a freelancer, you know, mm -hmm. people automatically see you as a low cost provider, <laughs> you know? Um, and then to that end, I think as an agency, more often than not, I think prospects are coming to you and they, they typically have a better understanding of the value that you are providing and they are expecting a higher dollar product, mm -hmm. you know, service. And I do think that that is a pro of being an agency. I will say, I think it's come a while. Oh, I think it's come a very long time since I've been <laughs> a freelancer. Yeah. But, but even just talking to some of my friends, like uh, one friend is like, oh yeah, when we got our logo, we paid like $50 on Upwork to some guy in the Middle East. And I'm like, did you hear what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, like my old coach, she was talking about like their business stuff. And she's yeah. like, she's like, we usually just go to like Fiverr um, and like pay something like really cheap to, yeah. to get this done. Yeah. And so like, I think even just like as a freelancer, if someone is undercutting you on cost, it's pretty, it's pretty easy just to be like, Hey, you can find whatever logo on Fiverr for like 50, hundred yeah. bucks. That's actually the range that you're like, what you're expecting and the quality yeah. of work that you probably are going to get for that dollar. Yes. And it's much easier to back your decision. Um, yeah. And like kind of saying no. Um, in a helpful yeah. way to yeah. be like, I'm still ideating. I'm still creating out of like almost yeah. nothing. Yeah. And you're paying for my creativity, my imagination, my yeah. expertise on these platforms. And yeah. like, I'm yeah. going to give you a high quality product, but yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. want something less, go for that guy in the middle East. Yes. Yes. The thing that is, um, super tricky in the design world is, Oftentimes, a lot of designers just across the nation and across the globe can be super offended by designers who offer services like that. You know, 20 bucks for a logo, selling it on, you know, Fiverr, Upwork, things like that, right? Yeah, I could see... I mean, the, if you're in the Middle East and you're just working for a buck, like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is like not very like designer of me, you know, um, I am even like the president of my chapter here um, the, of AIGA. Um, so I'm going to say something that's like probably super controversial, but we're all just trying to make it. And there are going to be designers in the world like this person who is doing it for the amount that they are doing it for. And to some of us, that is going to feel like, yep, they're undercutting us. But perhaps to that person, that's a lot of money. I just feel like it's not my place to judge whatever that person is choosing to charge. I think like it's my job to choose my own path, how much I'm going to charge and how much I think that my value is. And just not worry about what other people are doing, you know, like, 
I do think that there's more than enough work to go around. I believe in having an abundance mindset. I think there's plenty of work for freelancers and I think there's plenty of work for agencies. And I think the right clients end up with the right people. I know that it was such a controversy. For, yeah. for designers being offended by other designers who are doing it cheaper. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a hot topic. There's been like open letters written by AIGA national to different like cities and governments who have done like those competitions, um, where it's like the city will do like competition of like, Hey, we're having a free competition where people can design our city logo and they'll just take entries and they don't pay anybody, (laughs) Mm. you know, and like AIGA will get, which is the uh, national like design associate. Yes. (laughs) Not AIGA. Not AIGA. But like they will write like open letters to, you know, all these organ, all these, you know, places that do this kind of stuff and they don't pay design because it undermines the value of what we do. Which that, you know, doing stuff for free is different than, you know, still getting paid something. I mean, I feel like you're always going to have someone. Yes. There's always going to be someone who does it cheaper than you. And there's always going to be someone that does it more expensive than you. Yes. But it's also that marriage between like, I mean, just based off of like some of my designer friends, like getting out of college, like you don't know your rate. Yeah. Like you don't have the confidence to charge a certain amount. And I've even told like, you know, our, our, our mutual friend, uh, who is a graphic designer. We're like, she charges what? (laughs) And from like an agency perspective, we're like, that's really cheap. Like, I hope she keeps it. But then from like, from a friend perspective, like, I kind of want to be like, you should increase that for for anybody but us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to use you a whole bunch because it's so so cheap. So like we can use it recurringly. So she is going to make more because of it. You know, so there's, I mean. And she's going to get more experience because sometimes you got to, you got to sacrifice some things in order to get into the right rooms. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of schools of thought around this and a lot of people have opinions about it. And I think they're all very valid. And honestly, I don't know the right way to go about it other than like what I think and what we're doing. And I believe strongly in what we do and how we value ourselves. Um, What other people do is honestly just like not my place to judge. Like you do you. (laughs) People are going to value design or they're not. And if they don't, then I just won't take them as a client. You know, <laughs> like they're just not meant to be my client. Also, and that's fine. most people don't understand yeah. what all goes into branding. They're not like, oh, like, I just need a logo. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, it's way more than that. Like even some of my friends that like I've helped out with on things, I'm just like, I was like, I just talked about branding to some of my friends about like the yeah. price points of things. Oh, so you don't really get a whole lot for that. And I'm like, I was like, like you get a, a logo and logo mark in every format. Do yeah. you know how long it takes to save those things out? Or like, yeah. like, and you get typography, you get like content, you get like social stuff yeah. and explaining the package. But like, it's almost like a foreign language to, to most people because they're like, they're, they're like, I don't, I'm like, it doesn't sound like a lot. 
Yeah. Because they don't know the work that it takes to get to these different like concepts, mild, medium, spicy, that like the time that it takes to create, because maybe they're not a creator in that yeah. label of things. Yeah. The friend I was explaining, she's a nurse. And so she barely knew how to unzip a file, but <laughs> like, yeah, there's a really famous female designer. I, I'm her name is escaping me right now, but there's a really famous female designer who created the Citibank logo. So the one or city yeah. insurance, it's the one with the umbrella over the city word, you know, it's the umbrella. And then the T is like the umbrella staff. I think I've anyway, she has this thing that she says. So like people would question like, well, why do I have, you know, why do I have to pay you, you know, a hundred thousand dollars or more to design this logo if it only took you 30 minutes. And that's when she says, well, 30 minutes plus 32 years of experience to do this, you know? And so that's kind of the thing I think too, is like, you're not just paying for time. You're paying for the value that we bring to the table and the, the expertise and the experience and the, all those things. That so, flashes me back to like basketball when I was training yeah, and that yeah. guy asked for a discount because he didn't eat about his ROI and his return yeah. on investment for his kids in this small group or whatnot. Well, so and, tell the, tell the story, tell a little bit more about the story. So you uh, do basketball uh, training with kids. Yep. So for CKP athletics, I do small group private lessons and I occasionally do like team skills outside of day cloud. I do these like lessons and groups yeah. and there was a parent. I, I've had like really good experiences with parents. They usually respect like my resume, my experience and things. Right. And this one guy like calls me up referral from somebody else. And he's like, he's talking. He's like, yeah, you have a really good like experience and you Re mean res playing professional basketball? For yeah, <laughs> playing in the WNBA. He didn't, yeah. didn't say anything. He just said, "Like your resume is pretty good, but <laughs> since you're double dipping into my my girls has like twins, since yeah. you're double dipping into my twins, I like I kind of expect a discount." And I was like, "Sorry, sir. Like I I don't charge that much compared yeah. to everybody else in the industry because yeah. I want to work. I don't want to work with privileged kids. I want to work with the kids that are like." They just want to build their just confidence. Average and like, kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you charge like 30 bucks or something. Isn't uh, 30 it? for 30 a person for a small group. You'll, I'll tell you my rates and you'll be like, Oh, it's super cheap. Yeah. And then my private lessons are like 75. But when I tell yeah. you, I only, I pay like $25 an hour for court fees and I'm only yeah. making like 50, 50 bucks. bucks off of yeah. a private lesson Yeah, for one, for one girl. Um, yeah. And you're asking for a discount. And I'm like, it's kind of a slap in the face because yeah. it's like, and I explained that I'm like, I still have court fees and gym fees, whether I give you a discount or not. And yeah. so like, I'm not going to give you a discount. And so then he had the audacity to ask me the very next day, if you could get these like two for 50 or two for something. And I was like, no, <laughs> like, absolutely not. I have, I come from a generous heart. Yes. <laughs> I, had yes. a I had a small group that was going to have like, 10 people in it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, this is one where I know I'm going to make a profit. Then my margin is like fine between yeah. the court fee and yeah. how many kids. And I was yeah. like, if you want to come, I will like, I can give you this like discounted rate for this, like one, one small group that you join. Yeah. And he's like, well, it doesn't sound like I'm going to get my return on investment, my ROI on this. And, and I was like, the ROI 
is how bad your kids want this. Like more than you. Oh like my the gosh. ROI is how much work your kids like put into it. It has to be yeah. internally motivated and you have to like, yes, it matters who you surround your kid with as far as coaches and like mentors. Oh yeah. But like, it's not at the end of the day that like, just because a kid is around me doesn't mean it's going to be, they're going to be a D one athlete. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I am not going to be the variable that makes or breaks whether your kid is a D1 athlete and gets a full ride scholarship. What's going to make <laughs> or break it is your kid and how you, how you like fill them um, yeah. and like enable them, empower them in that sport. Yeah, and, for sure. And, and so that was like, I, I did not reply to him. Yeah. <laughs> because every, every conversation I had with him is offensive. And so that's Seriously. just one of the, where I was like, I'm not a good fit. Like <laughs> we don't, we don't need to, we don't need to interact. This. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Not a good fit. <laughs> not a good, most professional way. I don't think yeah. we're a good fit. We have uh, different communication styles. Yep. Yep. I, I look forward, but he said all of these things, like one on the phone, but most of them were like over text. You know, those people that hide behind their, like their oh, phone yeah. and things. Yep. And I would just really love to have like a face-to-face -face conversation so yeah. I can look them in the eye and be like, do you hear what you're saying? Yeah. And with a smile on my face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'm a human being, bro. Like what you're saying is really mean. <laughs> <laughs> It's super offensive. Stop. 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 I, I remember calling you and I was like, Liz. I know. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> livid. <laughs> Goodness. Good times. What are some other pros and cons of agencies versus freelancers? So we talked <laughs> about expenses, right? Like, well, okay. So let's talk about that one. Being a freelancer is significantly cheaper. Your cost is cheaper. You can do it out of your house. You don't have to have like, you know. A, a facility or not a facility. A, office. Yeah. yeah and physical brick and mortar. Yeah. Which if you, if you're an agency, you could technically be remote. We have several people at our agency that are remote. So, but yeah, <laughs> agencies, I think have the majority, like uh, I think a lot of them oftentimes are like in an office. I think it also depends on if you're clients are coming into the office or they need yeah, to come into a specific, like if depending on the professionalism, a lot of clients who are spending top dollar want to have a top dollar experience and yeah. having yeah. them come in and be treated. Yes. Like, I don't know. Treated well and catered yeah. to is yeah. a part of that experience. Yeah. Actually, that is such a good point, Chelsea, because that's another thing that I think is a big difference between agencies and freelancers is that with an agency, you oftentimes have someone who is 100% dedicated to relationships with the client, to like making sure that the client is happy, satisfied, taken care of, communicated to, managed, expectations are managed, Has all that snacks stuff. and Has beverages snacks. Yes. during our discovery, to our discovery meetings. Yes. Yes. And deadlines are managed. Deadlines are communicated. Budgets are managed. That they sometimes get Christmas gifts. Yes. <laughs> uh, or, you know, like that invoices are sent right away and like contracts are signed right away. And if there's an issue that it's, 
it's not you who's also doing the creative and have to have meetings with them. That's having to have, you know, awkward money conversations with the client. You know, I do think that that is something that agencies have a big time leg up on for freelancers. And I remember those days, like feeling super awkward when I was like, Hey, you need to pay me, you know, and then showing up, you know, a couple of days later, having to be like, ha ha ha, let's talk about your gorgeous creative that I just made for you. You know, oh, we're best friends, but you haven't freaking paid me yet. I, I remember that, you know, like it being pretty awkward. <laughs> so I think awkward. You, you've made yeah. comments about that in the past where it's nice yeah. to have an accounts receivable collecting yeah. the invoices and yeah. like managing that, the legal side of things. Yeah. And then like having that separation between like designers and like, yeah. Like, I think I've learned so much being a project manager and having to have those conversations still. But I think for me, it's a little different because like they still see me face to face in the meetings and like they're still a part of the good things and the exciting things. At the same time, I'm like, hey, we also haven't received this. So we're going to have to put things on pause. Like, (laughs) (laughs) oops. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. There are times that I still have to have those difficult conversations, but it's a lot fewer. You know, being a freelancer, it's like you have to have every single one of those difficult conversations. And I think that can be pretty tough, Mm -hmm. you know, so tough. In fact, that back in the day, I created an alternate ego. This tracks. This makes so much sense. I know. (laughs) I know. I created an alternate ego and it was definitely a man so that people respected it more. (laughs) And it was like a totally different, like I created a whole new email. Was his name Chad? No, his name was Bill. Cause I was like, that's actually pretty strong. What? Yes. White, like white Caucasian name. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That was the whole point was like, what is the most like middle aged, white, boring accountant? Yes. Like Caucasian male. Bill at studios. And well, it was like accounts receivables at Daycloud Studios. And I would sign it as Bill. And I would never use an exclamation point ever. And I would just be like the most cut and dry ever. I would just like channel this. You owe this at this date. End of story. Period. Yes. I would be like, here's your invoice. Let me know if you have any questions. Regards. (laughs) I wouldn't say anything. It would just be like, bam. And oh my God, I cannot tell you how freeing that was because That's I would the just. the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> the best piece of advice, if you take it from this podcast as a freelancer, is yes. to create that alternate, like alias. Yes. But, yes. So, yes. Dude, it was so freeing for me because then I could just show up to the meetings and be like, oh, I'll let our accounts person know. <laughs> Make them think that there's more people backing you. (laughs) Dude, it was so awesome. And I could be on the phone and be like, okay, yeah, you know, like, oh, I'll take a look at the invoices and then let our accounts person know what the problem is. But also make sure you have a very strong therapist (laughs) (laughs) before the multiple personalities take over. I no, Chelsea. I don't have mercy. I am just good at compartmentalizing. Okay. You're just like, hey, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I mean, it's so smart, but insane yeah. at the same time. I know it is really <laughs> insane. 
You know what, though? You do what you have to, okay? Like, just trying to live. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's a really good tip for freelancers so you don't um, have to you don't have to have the difficult conversations that's brilliant mm -hmm. so we talked about um cost timeline yes. there's so many people that yeah. have to touch your project and, and it's a much larger like scope and deliverables as far as copywriting got to mm -hmm. have a copywriter if it's a website developer designer yeah a project manager that all of that that, that timeline expanded because there's yeah. a lot more hands in it yeah a freelancer they're usually dedicated to a yeah. small amount smaller projects yeah and so they're going to be able to turn things out a bit faster yeah. um, than, yeah. than an agency sometimes mm -hmm. not to say that there's not times where we've really expedited something on our side yeah. of things I mean, but yeah it's part of the job but it's we also like charge a bit more because of the expedited like oh we need this immediately Sweet. so we have to drop all these other projects in order yeah. to prioritize yours yeah I do think there is one other way that a freelancer um, like wins over us um, in that they just don't have employees, you know, like no matter what, they are always going to have that ownership mentality, you know, because they literally own it. Like they always own it. They own everything. They own every project, you know, <laughs> Yeah, they <laughs> you know, their name on everything. Yes. And, you know, having that mentality for every project, I think, um, and not having to worry that someone else on the team maybe is like, not going to see the, see it through or not going to see the follow up or, you know, or not going to follow up or not going to like, give the results, the very best effort and the very most energy, like, if you're a freelancer that you are going to do that because it's your name on every single piece of work and every single outcome. On the flip side of that, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as an agency owner, do you ever think that do you ever experience that maybe in like designers who are employed and it's not like their company, do you feel yes. like they, they, they can slack, but like they don't perform as well as if it was just like their name on like, everything. Like. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's every employee on the planet. There's always going to be a day or, you know, even the best employees have bad days, right? Um, even, I mean, we have bad days, but every employee, they're not owners. They're at the end of the day, they are employees and it's not their name. There is a lack of like desperation that you and I carry that they just can't possibly have that we have, you know, mm -hmm. because we own it. You know, I, I will say that I've always kind of been this person that if I'm going to do something and my name's on it, it has to be quality. I think it kind of drives from being at Iowa state and having to like be in front of everybody and like perform um, yeah. much more. But yeah. like, I find like, even if I do a camp, it has to be like for yeah. like basketball. I'm like, if I do something, it's going to be good. It's going to yeah. be to the, to the, like, yes. the kids are going to feel like they got something out of it. I'm not just yeah. here to collect, yeah. you know? And yes, but again, that's your business. It's, it is your business. Yeah. But I think I, even like, even with, well, the, with, before I was a partner at day cloud, I yeah. still stepped in and I was like, all yeah. right, so if I'm going to be a part of this organization and if I'm going to be able to sell things to clients, like uh, for this organization, I have to believe in it yeah. and I have to see the quality and yeah. like, because there's been companies I've worked for in the past where I'm like, I don't know if I want to sell anything for 
Yeah. For like, I don't know if I want to sell anything for this company because I'm not sure that it has my mark of approval and I'm not yeah. sure that it, I really want to stamp my name on this. Yeah. And I've left companies because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so like, like you have always had an ownership mentality. Most people don't. That's pretty uncommon. That I mean, that's also why you're a partner now because you've always had that, you know, uh, the, and and I'm not saying this is a blanket statement. Most most people are employees and they're happy to be employees. And that's great. Like, that's what we need. We need people like that. You know, like not everybody can be an owner, you know. Um, but what I'm saying is like, there's a difference, the difference of mentality. And that's okay. You know, like, that's what we're here to talk about. You know, uh, that's who mm-hmm. we're here for is like, we are talking about and two, people who are running creative businesses. And there is a difference. And that's okay. And I think like, when you are an agency owner, and when you are a freelancer, you know, like, you are always going to have that mentality, you're always going to have the ownership mentality. And with a freelancer, you don't ever have to worry about, does my team carry that mentality? Or is my team going to perform? at the level that I need them to. Whereas an agency owner is always going to have to be like, think about those things. You know, Mm -hmm. they're always going to carry that, not just financial overhead costs, but that emotional overhead cost. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. I think we covered everything as far as like timeline, the quality budget. I think those are the main kind of like considerations when you're picking between like a freelancer and agency, the the pros and cons of both. uh, I don't think, I mean, you as I got to weigh those things and figure out what's best for you. Yeah. Uh, But I hope you learned something today and that we were able to help you wherever you're at, whether you're a freelancer or a client or wherever you're at. Uh, Thanks for listening. Yeah. If you like our content, like and subscribe or send us questions. We'd love to answer any questions about running our own agency. Our email is show at agency-rocket.com. All right. Thank you. Bye. I don't know why I did that.